Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Ago. You're listening to Mad Love. Oh, man. So you guys know all the time I'm talking about, you know, we have to look at things differently and your perspective always changes, especially on this uh, criminal justice stuff uh, when your people become the victims. So we had a really strange shooting here the other day, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, some people were shot and killed at Applebee's. I mean, it sounds rando, like this guy just walked in and shot up Applebee's. But here's the weird part. He was sitting in Applebee's and having dinner with his family, his uh, girlfriend and child, and another couple and their child. And he just got up, went to the car, and got a gun. That's what the newspaper says. So that's fascinating. But the interesting part, the reason why I'm talking about it is... Uh, it, it's one of my friend's friends. She was close to two of the people who were shot. And um, she and I don't always see eye to eye on certain issues. And I always say, uh, and we agree more than we disagree, but certain things, it's just sort of like she doesn't fully get my passion and I can tell. Um, but I always say, everybody wants uh reform and change and you know the police need to go away and we need to do this until your family's the victim or until your friend is killed or until your daughter is sexually assaulted it, it, until you're on the victim side you have this complete cavalier notion that all oh, the police are terrible everybody's awful and we just need to tear the whole thing down and i've always said that maybe true until you want justice for your loved one and that's partly why these big broad conversations aren't leading us anywhere why people uh can't seem to see the progress they were hoping for you know because with all of this talk and i don't know what has it been five six years of tumult and and we're going to elect different kinds of people nothing's changed because our societies haven't changed and politicians can't do anything about that. Some of these things, while they may be great political topics, they're not political issues. These are social issues and we need to change the way we are dealing with people. I don't know what this person's problem was. I don't know what was going on with him, but you know, I I don't think you just wake up and, and go shoot people. I don't think that's the case unless you're mentally ill and then that's another whole bag of worms like are you walking around like this and people don't notice or are you walking around like this and people don't care or have people tried to do everything they can for you but you don't want to get the help I mean you know listen I have documented it pretty well in this podcast I have uh, a bipolar relative and it is more than a notion to make them stay on their medication and I get that. I don't know if that's what's going on here, but if that's what's going on in your life, you know, we are each other's keepers and it does take courage and it is frustrating and it does take time out of your life because somebody just decided they're healthy and they don't want to take medicine because medicine makes them feel unhealthy and when they don't what they don't realize is when they feel unhealthy that's actually mental health for them stability um these issues are complex and complicated and i don't know any details 
just what I read in the paper, and it's just tragic. Nobody should die trying to have a bite to eat on like a rando Monday night, Tuesday night at Applebee's. I mean, what in the world is going on out here? You know, and St. Louis really can't seem to get a hold of its crime problem. And it's mainly because I think we're talking about all the wrong things. And nobody wants to offend anybody right now. <laughs> you know, so any most politicians right now are trying to say the least offensive thing in the world. And the reality is this is a runaway train that needs to be stopped and fixed. And they're going to have to be tough conversations had. You know, if St. Louis is ever to become a world-class city again, which right now seems like it won't happen, but if it is to become that, they have got to figure out the crime and what to do about it. Because uh, just sitting around and, uh, you know, forming committees and having meetings is not enough. It's just not. You know, I uh, had an interview for another job uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now I think, look back and I think, not sour grapes, but I do think it was a bit of a sham interview. I don't think, I think the job was already filled is what I'm saying. And so they were asking me these questions and I was like, they basically were like, well, we were thinking our outreach program will, you know, include going to churches. And I was thinking churches, you know, you think these people that just tore up, uh, tore up downtown and set it on fire and was shooting at the police went to church on Sunday (laughs) I mean I may have offended them but I mean come on this is not 1965 you know we're not talking about um, the grandma that's sitting up all night wringing her hands because her grandchildren are, are out and she's gonna go to church and pray for them I mean let's be honest some of these grandmas are only like 38 years old (laughs) They're not old. Nobody's old in their family. Everybody's young. (laughs) So it's like, come on. So that's my issue. You're trying to come up with a solution based off of what you think you know, but it's something you read in a book. It's something you have made yourself believe that that's, you know, we've thought about it and we think, hey, if that's where you want to go, good. But when you get done and realize that those people are not the demographic you're trying to reach, then get at me. You know what I mean? I'll show you where they are and I'll go talk to them there. But uh, you're not going to change the trajectory of a lot of these young people's lives by going to a church because their people don't go to church. They don't go to church. Their people don't go to church. I mean, I might be wrong. I could be wrong, but it's not 1968. You're not going to find a good chunk of who you're trying to reach at church. So that's my point. In places like this where people think they know, they make suggestions like that. I'm like, well, you can go to the church, but you have more luck going outside the alley of the church in the community and finding who you really want to talk to. They'll show you where they are. But you know what? It wasn't meant to be. So, you know, again, I still think it was a bit of a sham interview. But here we are, and we are focused on moving forward and doing new things. Uh, Life is exciting in a lot of ways, and I know it's challenging, but you got to feel good about what's going on, um, what you're building personally. You know, I had an amazing May. I planted a lot of seeds. I invested in other businesses. I mean, it's just an exciting time. 
you know, if you're doing it right. If you're only focusing on all the bad stuff or the sad stuff, you know, you're not having an amazing time. You're probably pretty fucking depressed because <laughs> this year is bringing it. But at the same time, I think, you know, you have to focus on the positive and you have to understand why you are enduring what you're enduring. And it's just like driving a, a race car. They tell you not to look at the wall because if you're about to crash, if you're looking at the wall, that's exactly where your car is going to go. So life is very similar to that. Don't look at the crash spots. Look at the look at the turn. Lean into the turn. Lean into how you're going to change, how you're going to pivot, how you're going to make your life the most amazing space on the planet because you have such a limited amount of time here. And, and that's partly why I get frustrated with everybody being mad about everything all the time. There's a lot of injustice in the world. There's a lot of injustice in this country. There are a lot of things that are horrible. But if it's not touching your everyday life in some significant pattern, then you can't afford to focus on it because you're still living a life. You can't focus solely on all the things that are wrong, because if that's all you do, you're going to get miserably depressed and you won't get anything accomplished. That's not the energy that moves people. Depression makes people stop. You want to find the energy that propels you forward. And you can use anger for that. It's like a quick burst fuel, though. It's not sustainable. You know, and at the risk of sounding like uh, a hippie, you have to find what you love about the changes you're going to make in the world, in your life, in your household. You have to connect with the love underneath all of the rage or it won't work. You'll just be angry and sick. And once you get over 40, you all of that anger turns into high blood pressure. And you probably got it. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> I noticed my demographic is mostly male and mostly in their 30s. Um, newsflash, uh, you probably already have some underlying illness that you're not dealing with. So connect to the love, connect to how great it's going to feel to be able to take your kids to the park and play with them. And it just feels good and lovely. And whatever hostile issue was going on there before that you aim to resolve, you, you helped fix, you know, you brought peace where there was hatred. That's where you have to connect because if you just stay mad about something, you know, you're not it's not going to get resolved cuz everybody's just mad that's not the emotion that changes the world and to touch uh briefly back onto that that shooting here's the thing that bothers me everybody involved in the the shootings the other day they're all black no one's going to march for them no one's going to be upset that this man came in and took the lives of well, he took the life of uh uh, apparently a very vibrant, wonderful human being. People loved her. She was a wife and mom and a business owner. Her family is devastated. Her friends are devastated. But no one's going to march for her. She's black and she's a woman and she was shot by another black person. And that doesn't seem to move anybody's needle in America. The, no one's going to march. No one's going to ask us to stop killing each other. No one's going to address it. No one's going to try to figure out how we can cure the gun violence in the black community. And that pisses me off. It really does. 
All of these crimes are egregious. It is horrible what happened to George Floyd. No doubt about it. I don't know a, a law enforcement professional that I deal with that would be like, that's cool. Nobody wants to get it wrong like that. Nobody wants to, to make people feel that way about the profession they've chosen to dedicate their lives to. Everybody thinks that's egregious. Each case needs to be dealt with individually because they're not all the same. It's not. I don't, I don't buy into that. Some situations, especially when you don't have video, you can't tell what happened and you can't draw conclusions, but you think you can. And that's not fair. But when you see it on video, come on, Rodney King, that was egregious. And so was George Floyd. So, yeah, I get that. But all these cases aren't the same. And I get it. It is egregious. But why isn't this egregious, too? And people don't know what to do. So they don't march and they don't get upset and they don't get outraged. And you should. If we're going to fix it, fix all of it, not just the parts that make you uncomfortable.